Hallelujah. Oh, you may be seated. Amen. And I believe that we are being blessed. Amen. It's such a blessing to be here. Day one, day two. And today is the third day. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. And I believe that this morning I want you to relax. Amen. And feel at home. Amen. Because I believe that something spiritual, something supernatural, hallelujah, will happen to you. And there's where you came back, you are not going to go back the same way. Amen. And this morning we have a wonderful session before the preacher comes. Hallelujah. Amen. Our <laughs> Amen. You know. Uh, yes, Joy is here. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. She's here to be a blessing to us. When he talks about books, she's the perfect person to tell us what books are. Amen. And to open the books to us. Hallelujah. Some of us, since we bought one, the Macarius 1 to 50, we have not opened it. And we have got 51 to 100. Hey, still. Hallelujah. But I believe that this morning as she speaks to us, we'll be inspired. Hallelujah. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be geared towards what? Loving the books and reading them and embracing all that it entails. So this morning with a clap, let's all welcome E.S. Joy to be a blessing to us. <laughs> Hallelujah. Please take your seat. Amen. Um, I'm not even sure what I'm sharing with you. That anything here. Thank you very much. Bishop Samson said I should share anything, so... Yeah, as we wait for, um, as we wait for Bishop Sam, yeah, to join us, hallelujah. I believe that we're going to hear something very good today, and um, I'm just going to take a couple of minutes to talk about books, and my reason for talking about books, quite apart from the fact that I'll be asked to talk about it, is also because... Um, From where I sit, I can see a lot of blessing that is not tapped. Are you with me? A lot of blessing that's not tapped. Um, Where there are words of life in the books, but because we like to watch and see and hear, we leave that one. Hello, am I talking to somebody this morning? Yeah. It's like there are so many ways to be blessed. The Lord can choose to... um, pour oil on you he can choose to give you a word he can plant someone in your life but he can also do it via a book and i just want us to check a couple of scriptures out so that we are sure of our scripture base so let's go to joshua chapter 1 and verse 8 as a starter do you know that there are more um there are more references to books in the bible than visions and dreams yeah, but we believe the visions and dreams more than... <laughs> they are important, they are necessary, but the books also have a very, very firm place, and, and it's God's idea, amen, not our idea. When we um, look into Joshua chapter 1, this is a scripture for those of us in UDs and must know, so we, we quote it without thinking, oh, is it true or it's not true? Or nowadays, we don't quote scripture again. You know, so we are used to talking about it. You know, this book of the law shall not depart from out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it 
day and night, being careful to do. Hey, you are very quiet. Does it mean that nowadays you cannot quote it even to quote the scripture? <sighs> Please, should we find another microphone? Then we'll come with it and then we'll just give it to some. But, you know, let's look a little bit at, at the background of what was going to happen. This was when Moses had passed, Joshua had been given the, um, the, yeah, the mantle was now on him. And he was going to lead these six million or so people to take the land that God had given to them. It seems to me that if you are going to take land, what you need is someone to teach you to fight. Gun, yeah, gun, bow and arrow, catapult, whatever it was that was used that time, any weapon that will help you, that's what you need. And yet, rather than give him a weapon, God tells him, after telling him, be strong, be sober, do what be, be courageous, be whatever I'm with you, then he says that this book, I'm giving you a book, in this book of the law, if you sit by it, and if you you know, meditate on it and do what it says, you'll be successful and you have good success. The word has not changed. It has not changed. If your church is not the size that God has placed on your heart that it should be, it's likely that there's a book you should have read that you have not read. Or you have not read it with a certain mind. You know how you can read a book cover to cover, but when they ask you what was in the book, Mm, you're like mm. <laughs> you know that's why he says he says that it shall you know look at the words it says that it should not depart from out of thy sight in other words you should be on it ah, the same book we are children of the writer of the mega church some of us and others who you know there are people who are not UD but they are even closer than we are you know and if we took those words and meditated on them, I think we'll see something different. Amen. You're not happy with me already. Oh, it cannot, let's not start like that. <laughs> you know, usually I just use two or three scriptures because I think that they explained so much. The next scripture I would like us to go to is in Daniel. Daniel chapter 9. One of the things we know about Daniel was that he was a prophet. He was a prayer warrior. He was somebody who prayed a lot. And he was a very remarkable man. And it came to a time when he could see that his people were still under bondage. And he wanted to um, free them. He wanted to, to intercede for them. It seems to me that if I'm praying for people who are captives, we will start to bind after all, Matthew 18, 18, whatsoever you bind on earth, bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth, lose in heaven. And so we'll start. Power. Let's go. Then we start to pray. But look at something. I'm reading from Daniel chapter 9 and verse 2. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of years wherewith the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations. And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession and said, 
Oh Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandments. We have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled even by departing from thy precepts and their judgments. What, what, are we, what am I trying to say with this scripture? I'm trying to say that here is an intercessor ready to intercede for an area. And if we are to go by what we do in the charismatic world, an intercession, we are blowing tongues. And we'll be on it. Hello? We'll be on it till, till, till. <laughs> but here is this man saying that before he began to intercede, he read a book. Most intercessors don't have a book, don't read a book, don't open a book, don't respect a book. And because of that, we pray amiss. Because in this particular situation, if he had begun to pray in the name of Jesus, I bind all the spirits that have held my people captive. I take them, hey, I bind it. I, I, I roll it away. I bring machine gun. He would have prayed totally amiss. But from reading the book, he understood that the problem that they were facing was not as a result directly of the devil, but as a result of them having sinned and gone away from the Lord. Where did he find that knowledge? In a book. In a book. Are you, are you with me this afternoon? In a book. I, I, I mean, my whole life and work is with the books. And I am amazed at the things that I see in the books. I'm amazed. I am amazed at the prophetic words in the books, if you take it as a prophecy. If you take it as words to, to just be words. I am amazed at the liberties in the books. I am amazed at the deliverances in the books. I am amazed at the hope because every page there's a scripture there. If only we take it as such. So when this man read, he realized that the problem that we have is not a problem of the devil directly per se. It's a problem of we not having a correct relationship with God. So let me correct that one. And the enemy will fall away. I want to ask you how many prayers for your Christian life and for your church have gone amiss because of a book you didn't read? Because of a book you didn't read. Are you, are you with me so far? Oh. Hallelujah. You know, and, and I'm just saying this to say that sometimes we shortchange ourselves because what we need is in a book and we don't see it. I remember many years ago, um, Bishop was talking to us and he, um, a man gave a testimony. He was a Kenyan. And the man's testimony was that he had used mega church and he had grown his church from 800 something, a few hundred to 8,000 or so. And then the man said that he had used the seven, please stand to your feet as we welcome Bishop Sam, a convener, Bishop Fabian, a bishop. Thank you so much. Please, I'm rounding up in two minutes. <laughs> and the man said that he had prayed the seven prayer points in the chapter, the mega church. And I remember, I was one of those who was very shocked. That what prayer points in the chapter, how to start a church. He said prophetic prayer points and that they had prayed. I said, ah, what is he talking about? So at the earliest possible time, I got hold of my mega church and I opened how to start a church because I had preached the chapter 
And I could preach it without opening the book, but I didn't know the topics. And as I said, ah, where two or three is enough? No. Uh, count the cost? No. Until we got to the place where there were seven scriptures. Hello? There were seven scriptures. And those were the scriptures the man had been praying. And it had worked for him. And me, who was a daughter of Bishop Dag, whose father had given us the books. Some of you are waiting for the books to come for free. <laughs> are you there? The man had seen it as a prophetic prayer and had prayed the thing and it had worked for him. And I want to believe that as we've come to this conference, the messages are so good. But the truth is that we don't remember much. We don't remember much. And so as the preaching comes, please, get hold of the book. Get hold of the book. I I think it is an indictment on us that our father has to always bring down his prize and, you know, already doesn't earn anything. And right now, the prize that it is at is such that even reprinting will not be covered. But it's just to help us make a way. Get the book. Hallelujah. And sit by it and eat it. This morning, we're also having... Bishop Sam, and he has added, you can see this book as a chapter added to the mega church, the retention evangelism part. This is the detail of it. Are you here? As we, as we go around with the books, we often hear, ah, I've read it, but I don't know how to implement it. So this particular one is like, here is now the implementation of what you are seeing there. Please get the book. Sit by it. Eat it. Pray with it. And see what God will do. As I end, I know two men of God who shared with me books that they picked and went on a retreat. One of them started 25 branches in one year. The book he took on the retreat was the Double Mega Missionary Church. And when he told me, I said, hey, I've read the book, but I've not seen. At that time, he had 25 branches. After, when he came out of that retreat, and came to teach and to share. Right now, as he speaks, he has about 52 or so branches all over. The second one was a man I met in Malawi. And the man said to me, I didn't know what to do. I knew I was called. I was ready, but I didn't know what to do. He had left what he was doing, and he was ready to do what God would ask him to do. He said, I didn't know what to do. And then he was passing by, and he got a copy of church growth and church planting. And he said he went on a retreat with those books. When he came down, I am a witness. I went to his churches in all over Malawi. He has every region, several branches from the same books that you and I have. Let's catch up. I thank God that we still have an opportunity. Let's catch up and let's make it good. Put your hands together. Let us welcome. Hallelujah. Oh, your clapping is not... God bless you. You may be seated.